Hello, and welcome to episode number 129 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. This is a really heavy, like, TV episode with, uh, we cover Legion, uh, Elia Lucero comes back and we cover Legion, Young Justice, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, some things coming up, uh, usual plugs, Union Square Slam, which I think might, if not be done, I didn't see one for, uh, Tuesday night, but that is every Tuesday night at the Bureau of General Services Queer Division, uh, all of that information, uh, you can look that up on Facebook or just Google Union Squared Slam. Also, the Living Room Comedy Show every Friday night at the Postmark Cafe in Park Slope, Brooklyn, 6th Street before, between 4th and 5th Avenue and Park Slope, Brooklyn. Also, every Sunday night at 8.30, the Poetry Open Mic at Devour Poetry Club hosted by Mason Granger. That is, I believe, a $10 or a $12 cover. Uh, but the uh, and Union Squared Slam is a $5 cover. And Living Room Comedy Show is free. Oh my god, I am exhausted. So <laughs> I'm going to make this intro super duper, super duper short. Uh, there is a live show. It hasn't been solidified. I will come back. With more details, there are actually a couple of live shows uh, coming around the end of April and probably the second week in May. More details on that to follow, but there's going to be, I will give you this now, at least one of them is going to be a Nerd Slam uh, once a month, probably on a Monday night. Uh, like I said, I will get uh, back to you guys. I'll be posting a lot about that in the coming weeks. Probably the weekend also of the 15th. Most likely there will be no podcast podcast that uh, week because I will be in Las Vegas. So, But other than that, uh, there is... God damn it. Why am I still talking? I am so exhausted. But uh, there is an Iron Fist review coming. Yes, we watched it. And mostly we were disappointed. We will discuss it. I, I, that's all I can give you on that. But in the meantime, enjoy this episode. Episode number 129 of the Nerd Pro Code Podcast. Yep. So that one scene where uh, the professor freezes everybody in the casino. Yeah. And, you know, like Logan is fighting and fighting with the super bass in your face because there was so much bass in that scene. <laughs> and he started taking dudes down. It was like, there's no mercy to this. Like, we're just going to, like, you're dead. Swish, you're dead. It's like, you know, he could have just taken all of their legs. It would have yeah. been okay. It would have been funny because then, you know, they'd all be like the epitome of hip hop. Hip hop. No, that's a bad joke. It's an ableist joke. Hello. But uh, just so uh, we are, I mean, we're not going to mostly talk about Logan, but there were some things that I wanted to pick your brain about just because uh, there were some things that we discussed last night. Uh, so we're, we're doing this as a podcast after we did a big Logan review and LAL also saw Logan with us. So I wanted to, so number one, just the like the the family getting murdered is just ridiculous. Oh my god, leave the LaSalle's alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh 
and also so there was a, a bunch of stuff like early on in the movie with like him and professor x where like people who have like older parents or like grandparents is like that kind of hit me pretty hard <laughs> hard like there's just so much stuff in this in logan that is so like i what we were talking about last night was that it's whether you come out of it liking it or thinking it's great or come out like that one dude thinking it was stupid who was in a theater, I think it's actually worth seeing if you're like a Wolverine fan just because people – I've seen so many like really strong emotional reactions to, to Logan, whether they're negative or positive, but I've seen just like people like really – and the more like a fan of the character or the X-Men, like we were talking like uh, Comic Book 19 – who's this uh, uh, woman who does, like, online, like, YouTube reviews. Like, she started, like, crying because she's just, like, a ginormous X-Men fan. So many people told me they cried. I've heard people whose opinion I respect very much talk about how much they cried. And I got to tell you, after 17 years seeing this guy, I didn't shed a tear. Yeah. And I didn't feel that bad. And yeah. I was just like, That's oh, ultimately okay. also what I thought a problem with it was. Like, I was just like, I think I went in really wanting to feel for him, like, the, as the last character. And instead, there were just other, there was other stuff in the movie that got me. And his actual death, I was just like, eh, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you know, like, the idea that he's such a loved character is a good idea, right, in practice. But... If we go back and we, we look at all of his appearances, there have been a lot of stinkers. There's been a lot of stinkers. I mean, X3, um, the uh, Wolverine Beginnings or whatever, uh, Origins. Yeah. That was, uh, that was like a disaster. And like even the last one, The Wolverine, you know, you had a few great scenes, but it's mostly like... Mostly stupid. I'm Canadian killing all the Asians. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I was kind of dumb. It was, it was very dumb, actually. And that's then, almost what that movie should have been called. Instead <laughs> of the Wolverine. It's like a Canadian kills a whole shit to Asians. And then like so much adamantium like okay, so when the dude ripped off his claws and was sucking something out of his hand, was that adamantium or was that DNA? It's or supposed blood to be marrow? like like his whatever the essence of his like in gobbledygook i don't know it was i think it's supposed to be like the essence of like his healing factor or something i don't i have no idea because then he had like the wooden claws right but then you know in that little spoiler scene afterwards for days of future past or whatever like he goes through the the um the airport thing and you know he still beeps for metal yeah and 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 then you know the professor has to stop the whole world while magneto's there and he could just stop wolverine if he is metal yeah so it's like okay but that's i'm i'm i'm, I'm going too far back it's okay. So, yeah, there's a fraught relationship, I feel, with Wolverine and with Fox's treatment of him. And I know, in general, he's a lot of people's favorite X-Men ever since the cartoon series. And, you know, he's Dove's favorite character ever. And our he friend Dove. He was my favorite for, like, when I was a lot younger. Yeah. Uh, just because I think one of the things that a lot of people have talked to who are, like, X-Men fans is that... Uh, and this is the thing that uh, people have, the one thing that people who are huge comic fans have always bitched about, about Hugh Jackman originally playing Wolverine and then we, he kind of grew on us, is that 
if you were like a little kid, like a, a smaller kid, you know, when you were younger, Wolverine appealed to me and appealed to you because he's like the little scrapper. Well, not the to me so much guy. because I'm I'm the like you know yeah you're like six foot I'm, something six foot four, like if I was compared to an, if I have to compare myself to uh, a mutant based on body type I'd be Colossus in my mind right uh, but probably not really. so so many people who like especially if like you were picked on or whatever there was there's something about Wolverine that like you know the short little tough guy who doesn't take any shit and has the healing factor like it's it really like resonates with you. And then like that went away once I became a teenager and when I became a, like a teenager, uh, it started to be daredevil. Yeah. You just, well, you know, used to live in Upper West Side. So like Hell's Kitchen was right near. So like, you know, like the topography was probably more, uh, probably like answered more to you, like your everyday life. It, it talked probably more than Canada or yeah. Westchester did. But also like there was so, uh, the Man Without Fear series that was like uh, Frank Miller and John Romano Jr. That's like his origin story. It's one of a couple different versions of his origin story. But it, for me, it's the definitive one. Is there's so much stuff in there of him as a kid, especially him as like a middle schooler, like before he goes blind, of like being teased and like being really angry and like hitting a heavy bag. Like there's so much that when I read that, I was like in middle school. I was basically Matt Murdock <laughs> when I was in middle school. And, like, that – and the fact that his whole, like, uh, thing when he becomes Daredevil uh, or even before he becomes Daredevil is that he fights bullies. His whole – like, the core of, like, Daredevil's, like, ethos is uh, I'm here to protect people who don't have power who are who I consider bullies like I fight bullies that's that's like the core of his I mean he's he's kind of a dick yeah. but like when you strip everything else away from Daredevil that's like his central thing is like there are people in this world who are bullies yeah, and, so then, and then protect and then, the like, little guy but so many I mean so many superheroes kind of embody that but I see the way you're saying I see yeah and of course because Matt Murdock is Matt Murdock and we're going off on a weird tangent here it's okay <laughs> that's what podcasts are about. Yeah, yeah. is uh, because Matt Murdock is Matt Murdock. When he gets like older, and like when he's been Daredevil a while, he in certain parts of like his history has become a bully because he's he also has that in him. Like that's like his central like conflict is like I fight bullies, and the thing that is in me that is like I think who what. I, I think in Man Without Fear, they described it as, like, he has a preternatural dis uh, talent for violence. So, like, his his thing is just, like, I fight bullies, but occasionally... I am a bully. I lose, I lose control, and I kind of, you know... And then I feel guilt about it, guilty about it, because I'm a Catholic. Like, that's, like, his whole character in a nutshell. It's like that moment in Order of Phoenix where Harry Potter realizes that his dad used to bully Snape. Yeah, because he thinks his parents are so like, and that there's a whole weird thing well, going dead. on between Snape and his. Yeah, but they're all mom. dead, and yeah. you know, like Snape. Anyway, but like you know, Harry was like, "What? My dad? My dad bullied you? Yeah, for folks' sake, man." <laughs> uh, that's not what he sounded like at all. But 
So yeah, there is yeah, there is just things in Logan that were upsetting. I mean, Wolverine in general. I got to tell you, like, in in movie version, I fell out of love with Wolverine after after the uh, the origins movie and yeah. i was one of the people that saw like that bootleg before i saw the actual movie but without the um the finished special effects yeah and you know what i funny? enjoyed that better than the movie yeah well you know what's funny about that when you feel when you see the actual movie <laughs> exactly when you see the actual movie with all like the the finished special effects you're like yet yeah, it this didn't really no the other one at least made you laugh yeah but you know without that really uh hot turd of a movie we wouldn't have Deadpool. Yeah. So I don't you think know. you would have had. I said this too. I don't think you would have had Logan be what it be rated R if not for the success of Deadpool. You're absolutely right. One hundred percent. I mean, the success of Deadpool gave a lot of people permission. See, so while I was seeing Deadpool, I mean Logan, and in, even in the rewatching, I thought to myself, they're killing people. Because Deadpool killed people, and they think that is what sells. Or just they realize that an R-rated character... So Deadpool was a risk, but because he's not a... They didn't see him, the studios, really as a major franchise character. That's because studios are headed by old white people who know shit. Yeah. So Fox wasn't really willing to take that risk, and then they went, Oh, shit, Deadpool was rated R and made a shit ton of money. We can do this with basically the most popular character in this franchise. Uh, yeah, but they totally like you know beat into the ground. Absolutely, until you were tired of him, <laughs> including having I mean, seventeen fucking years. I mean, granted, Age of Apocalypse was just stupid in general. Oh my god, that movie! And I can't stop myself from watching it when it's on. Me either. Yeah. But it's so bad. Why do I watch bad movies so much? I, 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 watch, I watch parts of Batman v Superman when it's on, and that movie's terrible. I too. cannot stop myself from watching BVS. Yeah. I cannot. And I mostly because I think I want to go on Twitter and complain about it. So it's like you really have to study that it really well. Yeah. That might be why Iron I'm watching. Fist it's just for the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, which brings us to actually Iron Fist is one shit. of the one of the shows that uh, you watch, and I started. I keep kept watching, but I stopped watching it live. I recorded and watch it later. Was was Agents of Shield? <sighs> Agents of Shield. That that actually the season finale was amazing. I was just like, you can't stop that. I was just like, holy shit, this is actually a great episode, and I was just like. And the way I put it on Twitter, uh, if you follow at Neuroproco on Twitter, is I said, like, this was actually a good episode. And I was like, like, season three Buffy, like, level, like, like, it made me feel like, oh, the arc of this and everything is like, and it has a lot of those kind of elements where it's just like, you have like, it was, even though Joss didn't write it, it definitely felt like there's all these serious things and there's moments of levity in it like to undercut the seriousness now listeners if you would remember last time i was here we just finished watching doctor who and we were thinking of other things to talk about and i brought up agents of shield yeah and you and Juan von gonzalez both shut me down yeah and i was like no this show has something you just you got to give it its, it's time so, and you got to get into so, it. It's, it's the problem that I, that I have with that show that I've always had with that show is that 
it's so wildly inconsistent uh, that like and and for me the boring kind of crappy episodes always outweighed the good ones. So I started to watch it like like kind of out of spite because because every once in a while there'd be a good episode and then. Yeah. I will say, like, even though the overall arc of this season, uh, the LMD uh, ones, I was just like, okay, it was one of the arcs in which, like, oh, the actual payoff of this was very cool. Like, I mean, it's not and over a lot yet. Of really great character moments in it, uh, but es- it's- especially for like uh, Gemma. I just feel I like if you go back and you watch it and you rewatch it and you go to it saying, all right, this is what type of show you are. I am going to understand that and just watch it. You would enjoy it way more. I think everybody would. I think the hang up was people didn't like the type of show it was and they didn't give it a good enough chance. I, I also think that for a while the show itself couldn't didn't know what kind of show it was no that is absolutely true i would say they didn't even find that out until um until they 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 were on the road to bringing in the whole inhuman uh segment yeah Yeah. i feel like before that it didn't know and it was finding its legs and it was telling these stories but when 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 they were searching for where the um when they were searching for the maze and and like that started that's when I think it started being really good when they were searching for that maze yeah. where where this uh and humans were made and stuff where the 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 crystals or whatever they're called whatever they're called listen to me anyway I feel like that's the moment it really started being good and if you stepped like if you got too wrapped up into the is Ward and and uh and Daisy you know their thing and all that internal. If you backed up a little bit away from it, you could really see this show was really good. The writing is really good. The comedy is really good. And the guy who plays um, uh, uh, uh Coulson, the guy who plays Agents Coulson is a wonderful actor. Who I love from a bunch of things. But his little like little funny moments are some corny ass hilarity. Clark Red. I love Clark Gregg. Clark Gregg. He's great. Yeah. He, he can be corny and funny. Effort Leslie. He is one of the people. Like there are. Don't call me Leslie. There, there are people who I always loved on that show, and Coulson is always one of just because uh, I think Clark Gregg is amazing, and he, even in really bad episodes, can kind of carry it a little bit. Uh, I'm a huge McNawen fan. Like I love her, uh, even though they had her. Do you stupid stuff? I will say. Wait, who who who's that? May. Agent May doesn't she write a comic book too? Maybe I, I think she writes a comic book. It's possible. Uh, I will say that I originally liked uh, Fitz and Simmons. Just because yeah. they're nerds and like I like them, and they're uh, Fitzsimmons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they kind of fell off a little bit for me, and then so much just terrible shit <laughs> happens to the both of them. Well, the I mean, Agents of Shield is bad at its internal drama. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> that's not why I watch it. But like you know, 
I heard people like shitting on Agents of Shield who watch Legends of Tomorrow and Legends of Tomorrow is terrible. That is not. Yeah, ugh. it's it's here. Here's okay, because I will get back to some of the details about Agents of Shield. Here's why, because I watch Legends of Tomorrow in the same way that I watch Agents of Shield. But I tend to watch Legends of Tomorrow live because now it's on after the fa- to Flash, and I still love the Flash even though the Flash has its never watched its own. it. It's fun. I will say that uh, one of the things that for me, at least for a little while, make made uh, Legends of Tomorrow uh, more enjoyable is that Legends of Tomorrow, to a certain extent, is more self-aware. That it's kind of ridiculous. Wait, what? What? Okay, so uh, I only saw the first episode. Rory Williams. Yes. Uh, what's his character's Rip name? Rip Hunter. Rip, Rip Hunter. Yeah. All right. What's his title? Uh, it was Captain Hunter or something like that. Oh no! Like, what is he? Like, he is a like. Oh, uh, I don't know exactly what it, it is, but, but it's like saying Time Lord in a, a different Lord. way. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, 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 that's, yeah, yeah. He's not an alien, but yeah. It's like Master of Hours or some yeah, shit. Yeah. When I heard no, 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 that. it's literally like time something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I saw that, when I saw the first episode, I was just like, so you went from being a companion to trying to be a doctor. And that's not going to help. What's hilarious about that, and I think it's really intentional, is they even had him in like the Trent kind of dressed like like Tenant. Oh my God, <laughs> I was, was like, I was like, oh, I feel so, like he so was you're a cross a lord. You're Tenant. You're you're Doctor Number Ten. <laughs> but it was kind of like a cross between Tenant Four, a uh, Tenant and Four. Yeah, yeah. I will say that, like, especially later seasons and later episodes of Legends of Tomorrow, there are points where because they're kind of, especially when they like go back in time and. You have uh, the Justice Society, and those characters are just so, like, 50s. Uh, and they, like, really embrace how, like, cheesy Golden Age oh my God. those characters are. To me, that sounds like the entirety of the DC world. Yeah. Well, I feel like one of the things that uh, when they had the big... Uh, DC crossover. They had like a big alien invasion. Yeah, yeah, the much big to do. I what, heard about it. What made that uh, work was like unlike anything that has happened in the DC movies. That was actually like fun. I heard so many people talking about it, and I kind of wish that I yeah that I was there for it, but I didn't follow it's, any it's any not, of the shows. It's not. Good, but there's there seems to be there seem to be like a sort of in there. I think we might have talked about this before, but like when you watch something and you're like, oh, it seems like everyone who's involved with this actually is enjoying what they're doing. Yeah, and that kind of comes across on screen, and that's why, like, even in the bad moments, you're like, oh, they still look like they're having fun doing this. <laughs> Yeah, I just couldn't. I mean, like the wings on the Falcon people just don't look real. Yeah, and it, the Hulk. Know, yeah, there was that ice dude with the with the ice gun and the fire dude with the fire gun. Like, I just, I, I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry about that. No, no, but, no it's okay. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not the biggest DC fan in the world. I like its I'm major. I, I only like DC's major properties, and besides that, it's like, guys, like 
you're, you're shitty at naming characters. They're, they're, it's just the worst. Yeah. It's like, what do you do? Oh, I shoot arrows. <laughs> you're the arrow. Yeah. Okay. You wear, you, you, you wear green, so we're going to call you Green Arrow. Yeah, you know, it's just like, oh, just come up with better names. Uh, so that was, but I like, I feel like, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, also when it gets a little bit too serious, it's, 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 it, I mean, even though it's, it's produced by Joss, but it's not like, there's definitely, you can feel that kind of like, when it, it's not as good when it's really serious. No, yeah, I totally get that. I totally get but that. But I will say that the one character on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Is, that I've really just come to be like, be like, oh, you went from like being a nerd to still being a nerd, but also being kind of a badass. Fitz or Simmons or both? Simmons. Okay. Fitz less so. Like he's, and I think it's. Be, I think ultimately it comes down to for me. I don't think he's as good an actor as she is. Oh, I love both of them, and I can't I do. differentiate. I do. Yeah, because but, especially but, now that they're an actual unit, like they're an actual yeah, couple. But like, like Simmons is always kind of like the Republican of the crew. Yeah. She's like, those aren't the rules. Yeah. We need to be fiscally conservative and take away health care or something. You know, like, <laughs> but I will say, like, that last episode, just the... It was an amazing episode. Her her, her and, and Daisy. That was like, dope as F. Yeah. Uh, we, we we're not allowed to curse on this podcast. Yes, we are. Well, fuck that then. <laughs> no, but, no, no, <laughs> but that, it, was, it was wonderful. It was, I mean... Even though, like, I'm really, like, it was so good that I'm scared about the next episode because I feel like they're going to try to make the Matrix without making, you know, like, just stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's such an easy thing. Like, they've been doing the Matrix since before the Matrix. So it's like, stop making the Matrix. Yeah. But Apparently that remake, that, that rumor that they're going to remake the Matrix with Michael P. Jordan, that's, that wasn't true. They might still be remaking the Matrix, but it's just like, like, that whole story, like, I kept. I was like keeping it, and then I saw a Twitter thing. I was like, "Oh, this isn't as accurate as everyone is making it out to be." Well, do you know why Michael B. Jordan isn't going to do the Matrix? Um, I feel like a bad pun joke is coming on, but go ahead. No, it's not a pun joke. <laughs> no, no, no. He signed down to a Wild Wild West uh, remake. Why would you even? No, he has to do a Wild Wild West remake. Because we have to have him be. No. No, because he's going to be, like, one of the first marshals of the United States of America and Wild Wild West. Are you being serious? Or are you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. Um, he's like the, if you, you don't know, remember. You know what's terrible about that is knowing Hollywood and all that stuff, like, it's actually plausible that what you were saying was real. Like, that's what makes that this terrible. This is crazy. <laughs> well, do you, well, you do remember that before... Uh, the Keanu. Before the Keanu, the person they had in mind for Neo was Will Smith, who of turned course. it down to make Wild Wild, Wild West. West. Okay. okay, that's where that came from. Okay, I did not put that together. <laughs> that was a deep cut. It was a nerdy deep cut, you know. But yeah, it, it, I think it says something about how terrible like Hollywood remakes that, oh, like for, for for a couple of minutes there, I was just like, no, you could be telling the truth. No, no, I was going along. I was just like, "That's terrible." Like, yeah, yeah. Michael, no, Michael B. Jordan is going to make the same mistake Will Smith did. <laughs> just ridiculous. But um, you know, it's it, it's plausible that Michael B. Jordan is making a wah wah. Yeah, yeah. No, no. That's how terrible that is. Is that like that's that could actually be possible? 
Um, but, but I'm not here for uh, Matrix reboot. I am here for Matrix continuation. And, yeah. and mostly the Animatrix, which is by yeah. far the best Matrix property yeah. there is. And the only problem with the Animatrix is, in that, they, is that they didn't make more Animatrix. Yeah. I just can't. It was those vignettes were just all so amazing, so powerful, so so wonderful. Telling the world of, telling the story of these other bodies that exist in this world, you know. So because we brought up uh, DC, I definitely because you're the only other person. Uh, did you watch it? Just Young Justice when it was on Cartoon Network. I no, I watched it. Uh, I watched both seasons. Okay. One Saturday. Uh, cause I, on Netflix. I like, I add that to my queue and I'm just like, Oh, I'll just be curious. And like, you know, I was curious cause generally speaking with some variation, the DC animated properties have been are way better than are so anything. much better than anything else they do. Anything. And I mean, this is beginning with, uh, Batman, and the animated series. Yeah. yeah. Well, anything that, that Bruce Tim and, uh, God, the, the Leonardo DiCaprio. No, the the guy. It's the the team of oh god, people who know this are yelling at me right now. Uh, but that uh, Paul at Dini, him. Paul Dini at Nerd no, Pro it's, Quo. It, it's Paul Dini and Bruce Tim. Anything those two guys, they were the guys behind Batman the animated series, and they were the guys behind the Superman, Superman anime, and then they were the guys behind the Justice League series. <laughs> like, so it pissed me off when because we were speaking about it when Flash did the crossover with Supergirl. Because the the story that they were doing with the whole race and everything, not that I saw it, yeah. but the story they were doing with the whole race is ripped out of the Batman, I mean the Superman animated series yeah. episode where Batman... Where, well, that was in the, uh, comic, all the, the comic books too. Like, it was no, like I a know. Silver Age thing. So like the thing that pisses me off is the fact that they just keep giving Supergirl Superman plots. Yeah. Instead of like building her own or pulling from her own. Yeah. They give her a lot of... It's like... You're just the woman version of Superman. So have woman versions of his problems. And I feel like they don't dig deep into the character. Well, the problem Again, is... Again, I haven't that, watched that, it in that, a while. In the, even in the comic books, that character is... There's been so many different versions of that character. Uh, and, of course, the best version of that character is the animated version. Of uh, Supergirl? Yeah. Uh, because they actually, like... the There's a DC animated movie that... Uh, I don't know if they did this in the comic books, and they definitely, of course, didn't do it on the show because you would need to have all those other characters there. But in the uh, in the animated one, I forget. I think it's actually called like Supergirl or something like that. Is she crash lands on Earth? Uh, she's definitely like you know, Kara Car- Zor-El. Like she's like his cousin. And Superman, because there's no other, like, safe place kind of for her to be, he uh, leaves her on Themyscira for a little while, and she gets, like, trained by, like, Wonder Woman in the Amazons. No, yeah. Yeah, I Uh, remember that. And, like, that, like, that, like, having her, like, have the conflict and having, coming back and being like, okay, I've been hanging around with these, like, ultra badass, like, feminist women. <laughs> and now you're going to put me in this fucking patriarchy. Yeah. And you think I'm going to be able to exist. And Superman's all like, well, you can't do that. Well, you can't do that because yeah. I'm responsible for you. And just being overbearing. And she's like, yo, let me live. Yeah. Let, let me figure my own shit out, man. I'm an adult almost. Yeah. And, yeah, the one thing, like, the, the, the like, hurts Supergirl the show is this is, like, 
even that character in the comic books is, is essentially just like, oh, we have a young kind of girl version of, of, you know, Superman. Yeah, but in like 2015, 16, whatever they started, it's like you can do more now. Yeah, you can do better. And the first thing you have to do is get w- women to head it. Like, a dude isn't going to be able to tell. No, you know, not always, but like. Most of the time, a dude isn't going to be able to tell a woman's story the way a woman's going to be yeah. able to tell a woman's story. And, and that goes for, you know, that applies for a lot of things, especially we were talking about this, especially like Iron Fist. And we're not going to give anything away, but like, but, you know, like you get a non-martial arts type of dude who doesn't really understand it, directing, not even acting, but like yeah. casting, directing, running it or the showrunner. And, and then you say, here, do martial arts. And they don't do it well; it falls flat in its face. Or like the, it's you know, like I don't, I don't know who the showrunner for Daredevil is, but like, you know, when when Daredevil started doing martial arts, you got a sense of all right. Since he gets to wear that mask, whoever the fucking double is knows what he's doing, and the choreography is amazing. I mean, some of the Daredevil's choreography fighting really you could really compare to uh, to uh, Old Boy. Yeah. And so bringing that back to it's like, no, hire people, not because they're great directors and they know how to tell a story, only hire them also because they are good at what they do. Like, I bet you uh, um, Iron Fist in the hands of Lexi Alexander would have been something to behold. Yeah. I you know? Uh, well, that's be- I will say that uh, part of the reason why Daredevil is because that whole first season of daredevil was helmed by an ex-buffy dude <laughs> there you go <laughs> like guys and, and i have to, I, I mean you the formula buffy for now, everything not, not all of that like holds up but a guy who like kind of honed the, the, he was a writer on buffy so like he kind of and then he's the guy who wrote and uh directed cabin in the woods Oh, that, it's like that, that same dude. It's movie. that same dude. So it's just like, oh, you know what you're doing. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods is too great of a horror film. I would say it's my first, but I saw a little movie called Get Out. I still haven't seen it. I really want to see you it. You haven't seen Get Out, but I Jamie. I know. I know. It's, I really it's an indie it. that's made $100 million and you haven't seen it. Like, how did it make that money without you? I, I'm white. <laughs> what does that have to do with that? Oh, my God. It has nothing to do with I anything. saw it with a white person in a mostly white course. theater yeah, in yeah. Brooklyn. I, 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 I'm making a deliberately like facetious joke about, like, yeah. Well, I will see your facetiousness and raise you. No, I'm, I don't uh, know where I was going with that. Uh, but Young Justice. Uh, Young Justice. All right. Great cartoon. I, w- I was uh, not completely in from the first episode, but there's just something about, like, them just kind of nailing all of the character characterizations. It's great voice acting. I really enjoyed Aqualad. So, so oh my god! Even when Cal- I thought he was a bad guy for a little bit, yeah. I was like Aqualad. But 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 just the fact that like even when you think he's a bad guy and then you find out he's not, like that was one of those things. I mean, granted, the Reach I had a little bit of a problem with in the second season as like the main villain. They were a tiny bit underwhelming. I gotta tell you also, like when I watch, I love Young Justice. I'll watch it. When I watched it, I take I don't take it serious at all. I just yeah. watch it. I'm like, oh, there's some great cartoons. I'm like uh, you know, like some of the stuff is just like, like some of the stuff I think is really good for young people. Yes. And I feel like the whole, um, the Martian, what's her name? Uh, Ms. Martian. Is that her name? Ms. Martian. Yeah. Oh, Megan. 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 All right. Yeah. But Miss Martian, if you're nasty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like she, her whole thing of like, 
I am actually a white Martian, but I pretend to be a green Martian because yeah. because white Martians have the privilege and they've treated green Martians so much. It's like, oh, you're such a Rachel Dolezal. You yeah. know, it's like, <laughs> it's so cute. But, you know, like some of the things I really think have a value, have value yeah. for young viewers and for teen viewers. And I feel like somebody who's 30 is like me and you. Where it's kind of it gets annoying sometimes. It does, but but but. But I know why it's there. It's not but, for me. But I also there's stuff that even though I'm in my 30s and I was watching it, I was just like, oh, exactly what you're saying. There's so much stuff in here that is like a little bit subversive and a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that's like for a show that's kind of directed at teenagers is like hyper progressive for a cartoon. Absolutely. Like, uh, especially for a cartoon with superheroes and like it's the one thing that I felt about definitely about Young Justice after watching like The Flash and like Supergirl. It's like, oh, the great thing about animation, but it even doesn't even matter that it's animation. They're doing the intercharacter stuff. Oh, did you just like recently watch it? Yeah. I saw it maybe like a year and a half ago. So I saw it before I saw one uh, Supergirl and I've never seen The Flash. Yeah. Uh, they do the interpersonal stuff on Young Justice, like the teenage, like, angst love thing, better than anything else. You mean they're, they're like, totally CW it? Yeah. It totally <laughs> is. I swear to God, it's, that's exactly what I was thinking. I but was in just, cartoons, it's, it, it works better than in live action, because yeah. in live action, you're like, I want to kick you in the face, teenagers. Yeah. But also, just, like... I think even like the, no offense, teens. E- even even the writing and like the relationships is just better on Young Justice, and and season three is apparently coming like because of fans. Yeah, that's something we have to remember. Like because of the internet, because of Twitter, because we're such opinionated people, we make shit happen. Yeah, we bought back Arrested Development. We bought back for better or for worse. We were bringing back Young Justice. We yeah. make. We make things have an extra season, an extra go. And 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 Caldor is Caldor. Take me away. Oh no. Yeah. Uh Aqualad, that version of Al- Aqualad is a character in the comic books because he was so popular in You mean like Justice. they Harley Quinned it? Yeah. They like back like they like retconned him into uh, the Aquaman thing and he's different in the comic he's a little bit different in the comic books whereas like he doesn't know that he has any Atlantean like yeah. heritage. Uh, but he has the same powers, and Black Manta is still his dad. Like, yeah. But I, there's just stuff like – I will say the first season was enjoyable. Second season was way better. It's way better. Oh, my God. I also love the, the – f- oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if they – because I know there was a Young Justice comic book that was like parallel to the the show, so I don't know if they cover any of this in the Young Justice comic books. But as a nerd, I kind of appreciated that – the they did an actual like there was like I forget how many years or whatever that was like an actual gap I think in between season one and two that's and why season just, two was good yeah they just treat it as as if that time has actually passed so like when was I, the last time you saw an animated character age yeah I was just like so you have Dick Grayson as a teenager in the first season and then the second season he's already Nightwing. Yeah. And and the cr- the thing that killed me about that is even before you see like the memorial, there's a little like uh, someone makes some comment, and uh, and before I saw the memorial, I didn't. I was just like, oh, did they just 
do that because it's kind of like subtle if you don't know about it there's like someone i forget exactly what it was but someone says something about like losing a sidekick or something and they kind of like cut to dick grayson and tim drake and they kind of do this look and i just went oh my god did they just make a <laughs> jason todd is dead reference without making a jason todd is dead reference who killed and, todd and then and then and i think it's the episode where like the the injustice league is there and yes. like the Joker pops up, and someone says something that makes perfect sense. And Dick Grayson and, and Tim Drake are just like make like this face, like oh, okay, that's really <laughs> that is really shitty that you just said that. <laughs> and then you and I was like, and when I saw that episode, I was like, oh my god, did they just make like a Jason Todd is dead reference? And then you find out later that like, oh no, Jason Todd has been Robin, and he's already dead. Like that's wonderful. They just jumped. Forward. That's like when you just mentioned that that uh uh Bruce and no what what what's Bruce's dad's name? Bruce Wayne Wayne uh yeah. Thomas. Yeah, it's when you find out that Thomas and Martha are dead already without showing me fucking scenes about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. can we stop that? Can we stop that? I'm yeah. really excited for Homecoming. Don't want to see Uncle Ben no, die. No, no, I don't either. Yeah, it's, it's it's just stop it. And when we're talking about like like women telling women's stories, I've, it's actually one of the things that makes me think that Wonder Woman might actually be good. Oh, I'm hoping for the sweet please Lord Jesus. Good. Please be good. Oh, white Jesus, please help us. <laughs> uh, I just make this good. Make this good. I I'm I'm down with her. Yeah, Gal Gadot. Yeah, she's ridiculously um, attractive and talented for this role. Like she yeah. sells it. Uh, I don't like Chris Pine. I think he's a little creepy. I like him as an actor. Just don't like yeah. looking at him so yeah, much. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Um, Robin Wright. I Robin Wright. She's never wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want it. I want it so bad I to like, be yeah. good. And I think a lot of us in the nerd world, in the DC sympathizing nerd world, and the DC loving, the DC apologists, yeah. which there are many, uh, all of us want this one to be good. But I feel like if it's good, then they're going to be like, see, we're better than Marvel. It's not going to mean that yet. Hold, hold your horses. Yeah. Uh, but maybe it'll give us hope. I mean, they just rushed the Justice League uh, thing. Yeah. And, and it was so obvious. You yeah. know, Marvel gave us Iron Man. And then we had to, you know, then we were told at, <coughs> excuse me, we were told at the end of that movie, you're going to get this. You're going to get it. But then we had to wait like four or five years. Yeah. And it was it was it was a good setup. Here it just felt like Batman, here's Superman. You guys hate each other until you realize your mom has the same name. Now let's have a Justice League. Right. Uh but again, like the animated thing, it's they did like the Justice League are great. Uh I love them as the counterpoint to the young. Although the whole premise of that show is kind is 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 when you think about it is is really fucked up. It's just like, okay, the Justice League is gonna be the public face, uh and fight like the big threats and all the weird little shady things that we're not allowed to do. We're gonna make all the kids do that. That's the, <laughs> like. I mean, that, I, the I, whole pre- like that whole premise of Young Justice is like that's a little messed up. Like, I really think that child labor laws are overrated, and <laughs> sometimes you, you, we need, you know, like if you're a little kid and you're like three feet tall, fucking clean the chimney. Right. We need the heat, buddy. No, I don't really believe that, but it's you no, know, I it is creepy, but. It works, and it makes sense in that world where, where the Justice League are these holier than thou uh, creatures. Yeah. And what would public 
perception like what would that be if yeah. if they're like oh you know like i saw batman arresting this guy with his daughter while they were shopping for her birthday yeah you know how would you feel if you oh wait that happened yeah and also like they Fuck have the they, they have the whole like i enjoyed the first season but there's so many things that like when they jumped into the second season i'm just like oh you have this like commentary dude who's played by tim Car- tim curry yeah Who's great? It was just uh, so much better. The arc of just like you the think speedsters. You, yes, dude, <gasps> dude. That was so great, dude. I love Bart Allen, uh, and, and I don't love him as a character. He's great on the show, and I gotta say, this is rarely ever happened. I got a little ch- choked up. It's spoiler when 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 Wally kicks it. Cause I got I got Wally he, grew on me. As he a just character. kicked like a bucket, guys. He didn't die. Yeah, uh, he's dead. And it's and it's the it's you know a car, you know it's a comic book so of course they could probably bring him back, but it's just like the way he kind of goes and the fact that it's like he's they had that whole relationship that they built between him and Artemis and the fact that for like maybe an episode or two you actually do think that Artemis is dead because that episode is so messed up. It starts with her being dead and you're like oh there's gonna be a plot twist and then at the end it's like no she's really dead and then <laughs> and i'm because i saw that and i was just like holy fuck and then they have like that like prologue thing where you see the nightwing and wally and our and you're like oh there's a whole like super messed up subplot that nightwing is responsible who's totally doing a batman like that's a that's a batman thing to do even the way he talks and speaks yeah it's just like batman short and curt yeah. Always kind of angry. Uh, there is no happiness. Yeah, and then and then he like kind of goes, "I'm gonna take a break." <laughs> I, you know, I gotta say, I haven't seen it for like a year and a half. I enjoyed Young Justice. I'm here for Young Justice, and I and I'm so happy about season three that I am going to cancel brunch on the weekend <laughs> that it comes out, and um, you know, Grubhub all day for that yeah. one. And also that they threw in characters like. Uh, I, I really love, like the Blue Beetle. I love the Blue Beetle. I love his friend, like the, the all the Runaways characters who are all minorities, which is... We're not minorities. But yeah, not anymore. We're just yeah. ethnic. Uh, no, no. I, I know what you're saying. And, yeah, and, yeah, all PLCs. Static in there, which is great. <laughs> oh, when Static Shock came out, I was... I was doing a hallelujah moment. Yeah. I was just like... I I'm, didn't know. I didn't know it was... I was just like when I saw that that character show up and they didn't refer to him as static. Like I didn't, re- it didn't really stick in, sink in until you see him kind of like. I knew right away. I knew right away when I saw him, and I was like, I was telling my girl, Casey, 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 look, look, it's static, it's static shock. She's like, who? I was like, you're too old. It was a CW thing. You wouldn't understand, but it's wonderful. It's static shock. It was in the mornings. Well, they 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 took two character. They took two milestone characters, which is great. Wait, who's uh, the other one? Remind me. Icon. I don't remember that. Icon and Static Shock come from the, there was a, a a side imprint. I think it was. I don't know if it was owned by DC, but then DC bought the characters. Is or Warner Brothers bought the characters. Is Milestone was a superhero universe that was predominantly. Uh, I think it was Dwayne McDuffie actually who was behind it. Uh, primarily uh, black superheroes. Oh, that's so pretty it was, cool. It was Icon. Static Shock and a couple other ones, and the only two that really got because they were the two best characters, and then they got like because of the popularity of the Static Shock show, 
because it was still a milestone property, but Warner Brothers put out the show. No, yeah, it was on. It was. I think it was it's still the WB when it came out. Yeah, uh, and those char- that character and Icon were so popular, and I think the 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 character who has the force field, who's uh, uh, she's also a milestone character. That they just they retconned them into the DC universe, which is great. It was just like, oh, you took these characters that are. I mean, when that show came out, I did everything in my power to wake up Saturdays early because I was really bad at it. But I did everything in my power to wake up Saturdays early so I could watch it. And for years, you know, I didn't have I haven't had cable for years. But when I was a kid, I just wanted it to be or in syndication so I could see just like episode after episode. And that wasn't a thing. And. I, it was a treat. Anytime I could see Static Shock was an absolute joy and delight and treat. And I would say, like, his friendship with his his psychic kind of, like, it feels kind of like a Miles Morales and, 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 yeah. and, and Danky or Yankee. What's his name? I forget. Yeah. The Yankee. No, I think it's Danky. Possibly. Uh, but, yeah, it feels like that. And it's it was just all the feels. All the feels. Yeah. And just seeing him in Young Justice, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, also just like so much that they often get wrong, like treating at the characters like, well, and it didn't, it didn't feel like forced or anything like that. Also really great portrayal of like having really strong char- female characters in it and not like messing that up. Like, there's a great moment in season two where Robin, uh, they go the, uh, he sends all, like, the the female members of Young Justice to that country where Queen Bee is. Because it's like, oh, she can't control women. Yeah, yeah. And Batgirl makes some sort of, like, he says that. Like, Nightwing says that. Basically, he says, that's why I'm sending you. And Batgirl goes, it was like, it was like so if we were all male leaders would you feel the need to say that and there's like this three second pause and nightwing just goes there's no right answer to that question <laughs> is there there's no right answer to that question is there yeah but yeah, he's not I doing the that. batman voice he's actually doing like the teeny and i was just nightwing like voice. there's so many like little moments in that i was like oh that's a nice that's nice that they they get that right they yeah. get that right even though like ms ms uh Ms. Martian is a Rachel Dolezal kind of girl. Yeah, but like, yeah, and I still like her character. But but, but it's, it's just interesting like, because even that is kind of like uh, you're addressing a thing without addressing a thing, kind of. Thing yeah, because did we show. even find out until the second? I don't think we found no, out until the, out until the second, second season. season. Yeah, and then I'm like, what? Like when I saw that, it was like in the first episode, I think, of the second season, uh, or or the sec- first or second episode. Don't quote me on this, you guys. Yeah, but I was just like, you guys, like. You've been white this whole time, and you've just been pretending. Yeah, yeah. And it's just something about that, like, I can I can almost imagine that they were, because so much of the other stuff on the show they kind of allude to, it's almost like, oh, they're kind of sneaking in a commentary here, too. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh my God. With, without I, directly, like, it's, but it's, I mean, it's Was it made before Rachel Dolezal? I don't know. I'm, I honestly don't know. Like, timely, timing-wise... It was definitely made after a soul man, like the yeah, movie, yeah. like the college kid that I think that's the right name of the movie. The, yeah, no, the Harvard no, it's, kid. It's soul oh man. It's definitely soul man. Yeah, <sighs> uh, such a. <sighs> There's something about that movie. Here's what I will say that is like so. 
it's so offensive and so ridiculous that you almost you need to like if you haven't seen it you need to watch it to understand don't, what everyone else is talking about don't watch it uh save yourself yeah i i i i i remember seeing that movie and then like it not read it and then like like seeing like so much commentary on it because i saw it like like super young and then i watched it like actually watched it later and i was just there was something just i have to see that and i had the same reaction but there was something like when i watched it it was just like oh my god I can't believe this exists. Like that, this actually exists. You know where I watched it and he used to play it when back when we were kids, um, like uh, WPIX before it was WB. <laughs> and you remember, like every like instead of shows every night, they'd have a different movie. Yeah, that was on a heavy rotation. Wow. And I that's the first time I saw it, and I was just like, oh, that's stupid. And I didn't really, it didn't click. Yeah. And then later in my life, I'm like, whoa, yeah. what? You mean? You mean the guy from Johnny Five wasn't Indian? Like that moment, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just like, oh god, that Jesus, that movie. Um, Short Circuit Two. <laughs> that and and also Soul Man. It's I used to so love Short Circuit Two until I found out. I did out. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did too. And you know, at Soul Man, at least it was a white dude playing a white dude who did blackface for bullshit reasons. Who at the end realizes that he's the worst person in the world. Yeah. And it doesn't excuse it, and yeah. we don't need a movie about it, but in, in Short Circuit 2, no, he was just Indian. It's just a Fisher Stevens playing an Indian. Um, oh, my God. When I found that out, thank you, Aziz Ansari. When yeah. I found that out, it just crushed my world. Yeah. Uh, I think there, there was one more. Th oh, one more thing that I wanted to say about Young Justice today. They did, I think they did sneak stuff in for a possible third season. Because there's one character who they introduce and he's not awake. And they go back to Cadmus and they find uh, like the third Superman clone or whatever. <laughs> and if you are enough of a Superman, like DC geek, that's not a clone. Is that actual Superman? Uh, if you, because they had his, like his thing gets torn open and he has like the, the, the S scar on him. Yeah. That's Superboy Prime. That's the Superboy from like an alternate dimension who goes crazy because his version of like the universe, like Superman in the comic books, like you know they have the fifty-two, like the fifty-two different Earths. Yeah, he lives on an Earth in which there are Superman comic books. His name is Clark Kent. He had done, yeah, it's really weird. No one has superpowers, and then super the Superman from like the, it's really convoluted because it's you know the fifty-two thing. But I didn't really enjoy those. Basic. Well, this is before the more recent ones. But basically, the Superman from like the main DC universe comes and was like, "We need. I need the help of like all of the Superman from all of the fifty-two different universes." And he picks up this one version of himself that is from a universe where there's nobody with superpowers. And all of the superheroes exist like the way they exist in our world, like their comic books. And then brings him into like the main DC universe, and he, when he gets to the main DC universe, he has powers, because he's still Clark Kent, you know, from Krypton. The uh, yellow song, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but in the process of all that, his version of the world, uh, just gets eliminated, 
What? So like his That's genocide. His, yeah. His family and everything that he cares about gets like eliminated and he's like the him and like a version of Lex Luthor and another version of Superman are like the only survivors and he just kind of goes nuts and the whole time like he's he just he's Superman he's Superboy he's uh basically they call him Prime uh like Optimus yeah and he is possibly, if not one of, if not the most powerful version of Superman. Like, he's, like, one of the most powerful versions of Superman. Yeah, and he's crazy. Like, he, and for, like, obvious kind of reasons. All right. But he's in Young Justice, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's but not. But he's been sleeping, so he can come back for, okay. Yeah, and I'm have, like. Have you been reading Jessica Jones? Uh, I only read the ones that you gave me because right. I haven't. I don't think you're here then yet. All right, let's without giving any spoilers to you or anybody, anyone else listening. Let's just say, uh, in a more recent episode, it's just her talking to one dude. Okay. And it's beautiful, clear how they're making it about. This is what happened. Because of Secret Wars. Okay. This is what happened because whatever, whether your decision was right or wrong, you got rid of many realities, and that included people and consciousnesses. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the way it was handled, the way Bendis wrote it, it was just like, I, I put it down and I was like, fuck. Like, it was just so good. Anyway, Word. catch up on, on that. But but they address that. They address yeah. like like... Yeah, of course a prime would go crazy. They address it. What happens when you just eliminate things? Yeah. You're killing. You're taking lives away. Like yeah. you're, You know, but yeah, that made me think of that because of that. Uh, so Legion. Who? Oh, that's a smooth-ass segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not, not at all. Yeah, I don't do segues. All right. They're... Legion sometimes feel like it's building a big, great hole they're not going to be able to climb out of. Yes. And how is this going to affect the greater Fox Marvel dimension world? I'm really hoping they like what they've done so far aside from the X's that show up. <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. I'm really on board for them just because it's what they've done so far. Just ignoring it. Pretending like it doesn't exist. But he's so powerful, how? Uh, I actually think because he's so powerful, if you bring in other... Uh, the only thing I think you can do when they say, oh, you've been adopted, I know who your real father is, you could say it's Charles Xavier, maybe. But I think there's... Because the what they've created is so like crazy and convoluted, I love it, but it's so crazy and convoluted. Trying to introduce any of that stuff is just going to distract too much from it. It's just like, I feel like you've created an, it was one of the problems I have with Logan. It's just like, you've created an alternate kind of It's the same world. Timeline, but it's still the same world. And I wish, I almost wish with Logan, they had committed full, really, really fully to that. And I feel like Legion, they have, and I feel like it would hurt Legion if they do that. Because there's so many, also there's just so many like little details. Uh, Jermaine Clement's character Wonderful. It's so priceless. <laughs> we only saw him in one episode, and he's, like, amazing. 
There's also so much stuff. Aubrey Plaza, though, is my favorite. Yeah. There's so much stuff that they've done that is... Uh, there's parts of it where it's just like... And it, it's where they're going to run into the problem is because he's so powerful, because you're dealing with almost like, you know, Inception type stuff where it's like dreams, memories within memories, that whole thing. And if you know anything about like David as a Bowie, uh, no uh, Legion and, you know, him as a character from the comic books, like he's so powerful. Yeah, I didn't want I didn't read the comics, but I know that he's supposed to be like the most powerful. Yeah. Uh, or in the, or in grow the, to be in the comic books. Uh, they overdid it, but in the comic books, like he's naturally like a really powerful telepath, telekinetic and psionic, which means like flames or whatever. Uh, kind of like a version of what Psylocke has, but he's like the most powerful version of that. But he also has multi multiple personality disorder. Uh, and every time, uh, in the comic books, and in the comic books, he has like a couple hundred of them, which is ridiculous because it's comic books. Uh, but every time another one of his personalities pops up, that personality has a new ability. So then somebody killed him? What? Did he get killed in the comic books? Yeah. Because that's what I would do. Yeah. Like, like, we can't handle him. Yeah. Like, bye. Yeah. There's nowhere you can put him. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that I, like, they've alluded to in the show is that, like, yes, he's really, really powerful, uh, and they're like, oh, you're not crazy. You're not schizophrenic. Actually, if they're going a little, pulling a little bit from the conflict, it's just like, no, he's both. <laughs> no, yeah. No, well, that comes up. You're up to date, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, hey, everybody listening. This is Elia Lucero speaking. I just want to wholeheartedly recommend Legion. It's wonderful. It's a great ride. I call it one of my two episode shows, which means I have to watch each episode twice before I watch the next one. It's wonderful. I will now spoil it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you got to do what you got to do. Maybe in the credits of this, Jamie will tell you when to jump back in. But this is ruined from here on out. So, <laughs> Legion. <laughs> Let's start from the beginning, buddy. Yeah, um, yeah. What a fucking ride. Yeah. The musical montage. Let's just talk stylistically. That's the, what I was going to talk about. The musical montage psychedelic trips that they put you through yeah, are some of the best done. I, and, and the way it's shot, I would compare it to maybe the brilliance of Mr. Robot with yeah. the color and everything except all the fucking X's. Yeah. It's like if I see another X, I'm going to kick you. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. We all get it. Stop. Yeah. But besides that, I mean, like, shot for shot, it's brilliance. The acting brilliance the magical negro that turned out to be a magical negro who's not such a magical negro character better <laughs> yeah better better because after the first two episodes i was like really and then and then like in the last episode where he actually got to speak about his mother because yeah. lord forbid a black person from having a family um you know what i mean like he got to do that and i was just all about that oh my god i love the show so much the the even the dude with the jufro like i'm all yeah. about it uh, also, some of the ways that they've treated like people's, they've had really interesting takes on like powers. Yeah, like and cr kind of weird, crazy ones. Like, like I love Sid. Like her power, where like she temporarily jumps into the body of someone else. I love Sid, and I feel like I feel like I'm watching like uh, what's her name from Community all over again. <laughs> 
and also like from f- a younger starting point. And also the fact that like her uh her power like where she explains like where they have the discussion David and her have the discussion of like when they switched bodies is so great. That was the way they treated it was right. Like the way I I, I heard you already said this on um, the the super uh what do you call it the super houseful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you already said it, but like what, the way they did discussed the touching and like uh, of you know him touching checking out the body. And I remember somebody tweeted that like after the first episode like I see you Fox. And yeah. I was like, "Well, like yeah, he ch- he touched the chest. He he touched the chest because he was disoriented. He was in a different body. He didn't know that was gonna happen. He's in a different body. He's disoriented. The first thing you do, like it, to make sure that you're yourself, is like pat yourself, yeah. pat yourself on the chest, and also patriarchy. Um, you, know, you just gotta add that in there yeah. because that it, it rules the world. Um, but at this, but you know, like. Her joke coming back to it was a great disarming thing because then it just like eased I also the tension. Feel like also, because he, uh, when he says that it's, he has that moment of it's definitely a pain, but it's also him like in that moment being really vulnerable to her, where he's just like, I don't want to tell you this, but uh, he was just, hey, uh, hey, guy, just so you know, yeah. But also, it's just like it's that that kind of thing of just like okay. This is a really odd. Ex- when I when am I ever going to have this experience where I actually I'm a know, woman know what it feels like to be a woman? Yeah. Just like so, I kind of tested out everything. Yeah, and but, her response is just so priceless. Well, her response was kind of first of all, she's a rapist uh, a little bit, has a past of of, of raping in a teenage and her teenage yeah. years, and let's just say, well, you know, I I, I got to clear that one up in a second, but yeah, yeah, but let's just say that she kind of like she says, oh well, you know, three times, but like just to say, she has switched bodies before, yeah, and she knows that what he's what he's telling her is just. Oh, that's what they all say. If they yeah. got to talk yeah. to me, like yeah, that's yeah. what they all say. Like I understand what switching bodies is simmer down. Yeah. But let me go back to that to what I just said, calling her a rapist. Because yeah. she starts talking about the first time they had sex a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And then and she was like, I was a teenager and it was my mom's man. And then you're like, Oh no, that's horrible. Don't do that. I hate that. Like in, in that movie Fish Tank, that happened and you just like you don't want to see that. Like yeah, yeah. no, like men who date women who single moms stop fucking their kids like yeah, it's yeah. wrong and that's what you think it's going but no apparently she switched places with her mom because yeah. she wanted to see what it was like and i'm getting excited because like you think it's one thing but then it flips it completely around yeah and then they just keep talking about something else like like it was just a fucking weather but yeah. like she raped her mom's man he did not consent to have ki- a, a yeah. sex with a kid and then all of a sudden he's having sex with a kid how yeah. the fuck and there's, I'm there's, sorry, there's, that was a high yeah, note. That there's was a, high a note. couple of like things that they just kind of throw in there. Again, like the way like some of those powers work is just so like it's like stuff that you there's stuff that uh, with the abilities where like especially her powers where you're just like oh like it's stuff that they don't normally wouldn't normally do in a show like address in a show and you're just like. But as an audience member, you're like, oh, I, I wonder if I would do it. And they just go, no, she did that. <laughs> like, she tried I mean, that. Like, that. I mean, you know, she was also like a teenager with powers that she didn't understand. Nobody can speak to her. You know, uh, you, you know, there's 
there are reasons why she made that decision. Don't make that decision right, and it's still rape. But yeah, the show is doing this. The show is is showing us people who aren't perfect. I also the nobody's I love- like a part of me. Nobody's actually like solid in the show. Nobody's no, like. No, no. Everybody's fucked in yeah. one way or another. They're all completely morally compromised. Yeah, like, I, 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 the little native girl who lives inside of a white man. Pause. So crazy. That was who I was going to talk about next. That's such a weird. So there's a native girl, Native American, I guess, but they call her native, who lives inside of the body of a like occupies the body. I think that's. Both brilliant, disturbing, wonderful, and awful, and I don't like. But the character when they is fucking when they, amazing. When they go back into her, like his childhood, and they say, I think they they imply that like it's literally like they were supposed to be. It was gonna be that they were two separate kids, because the mom is supposed. I think it's the mom who's native. mom is native. Yeah, yeah. 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 And because they were a mutant, he was born. They were born a mutant. Instead of them being born as separate children, they're born as a single person who can split into two people. Like that's uh, what makes that crazy. It's just uh, like, and the fact that they've instead of like them being like, it's like two kids who are mixed. It's literally that the two parts One of is white, one's their ethnicity yeah. are split into two people and the fact that wait was the dad white i think so yeah yeah yeah. i don't i, I don't remember that but i'll, I'll I take your word I, for it i'm gonna have to go watch that episode again but i think it was that either the mom or the dad i can't remember who it was the mom was definitely native yeah yeah the dad Either she had an affair with a white guy or the dad had an affair or something it was something like that uh, and that's why the native girl is like something that's like they don't, uh, or the white kid or something that like they don't know yeah. necessarily about. But it's and also the fact that not only like you know ethnicity wise they're different, personality wise they're completely different. Like they still like like the same shit and stuff, but like they they're they're he's super pacifist, she's super aggro. So it's like they're kind of polars of each other. And also just as far as like sort of weird dance sequences. The weird dance sequences are wonderful. When she's fighting. Oh, and he dances while he's cleaning. And he's kind of like, because he kind of feels what she feels. He's kind of also doing the fight, but he's doing it in like a hyper stylized way while he's, yeah, it's, there's so much stuff that's like, so crazy like artistic like stuff that they do that is so like uh it's just just like as far as like a show doing that no it's yeah is so like oh my god that's extru- like just in the middle of the most recent episode where like they take a break Oh, with the psychedelic Aubrey Plaza dancing. Yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. I was it just watching like that. I was just like. Oh, it kind of felt like, like the intro to 007 or some shit. Yeah. You know, like when they do that, like the 70s and, type. And, and the only reason I think that makes it kind of work is that you're kind of trapped in David's head. And everything is. And because he's so powerful, I've pointed this out before. And it's like literally 
anything and everything on the show could be something. Even they say it, like, when they come to visit David at home, it's just like, it's like, okay, we're here. We might actually, as soon as we step in there, or move, we might actually still be in David's head. Yeah. Right now. No, definitely. And I, anything and everything on the show could be something that he has created. Like, like it's just, uh, it, we can't figure out what time frame it is. It might be late 70s. It might be early 80s. It might be now because, yeah. because that one dude uh, in the first episode had a tablet. Yeah. So you don't know when it is. Uh, you don't know if that's like just... They're in a secret organization that has advanced technology for one reason or yeah. another. I feel like the one thing to sh- about this show that's really that what that I question a question I I want to posit to you is: Does this show need to be a Marvel property? No. It. I mean, no, not at all. It feels like this could be a show without all the X's everywhere, yeah. and it would be a perfectly relatable like you can understand that they live in a world they don't even have to call it a mutation they live in a world where some folks have powers and this could work yeah and i feel like we were talking about this earlier but i feel like the marvelness of it when they have to trip over that might ruin it yes oh i think it'll definitely ruin it there's no there's no reason to do that but Everybody wants to be the MCU now because the MCU has reached a feat. Yeah. Like that. To, in, to, to build a world, have so many different shows and properties surrounding it. You know, you can give us a turd like Iron Fist and we're still going to be here for Defenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I haven't finished seeing Iron Fist. I'm only two episodes in. But they've built that. So now like... I'm, I'm seven episodes in and, and you, are, you are correct. It is a turd. <laughs> so, so Marvel... I mean, Marvel Fox has been a hit or miss with a lot of misses, you know, including the two uh, Fantastic Fours. But yeah. that wasn't in the same world as X-Men. No. But now they're saying this is in the same world as X-Men. What is that world? Uh, yeah. Like the brilliance of Old Man Logan, the, the original comic, the original comic, not even the recent one, was that it was in an alternate reality, alternate universe. Yeah. So you got to suspend all disbelief. I can't... Enjoy- so I enjoy it less because I can't suspend that disbelief. Yeah. And I and I and I just keep thinking, how is he going to interact with the X Men world? You can't m- give me a mutant this strong and then tell me that he doesn't affect the X Men world at large at all. Yeah. 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 So that's it's it's frustrating because I'm I'm I because I I'm loving it so much that I fear for its future. I have the same feeling. Is They've set up something that's so amazing and original uh, that I don't know how long, even putting that aside, the whole X-Men thing aside, I don't know how long they can maintain it and still have it be watchable. Uh, and number two, because of the X-Men connection, I was like, okay, what? how long is it going to be until the other shoe drops? You know? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. And also... Aubrey Plaza is obviously playing the the villain of the season. Yeah. But so I don't know much about the comics. So is she attached to him? Like, can he get rid of her? And if he does get rid of her, how is the show going to suffer? Because I love Aubrey Plaza. I love looking at her. I love looking at her act. She's amazing. <laughs> I love it that she went from 
the mental patient with him, maybe who knows, to then getting stuck in the ceiling, maybe who knows. Yeah. With everything in the show, there will be a maybe who knows. Yeah. And 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 like now her just like asserting her willingness, like when she fucking when he went into the doctor's office thinking that she was a therapist, she broke it down for him while she fucking like straddled him and just licked his ear a bit. Yeah. I was like not turned on because I was afraid. Yeah. But I was close to turned on. Yeah. And it was th- the acting was amazing. I feel like they they took the her character from Parks and Recs and said, "Here, have fun." Yeah. Uh, you know like so ah. as a, as a super nerd and the fact that the dog was named King, I might be wrong about this, but there's a character in the comic books called the Shadow King who yeah, yeah, who every, is That's what everybody's saying, yeah. Who is a character who He's a villain, but he's a villain who mostly he only really exists in uh, not the astral plane. That's a different thing, but uh, in like the mental world, like yeah, he's, he's and, the and, physical and psychic body. energy. Like he needs yeah. to be in psychic energy, so he latched onto him as a when he was still in the womb, apparently. Yeah, and yeah. So uh, the, does he get? Does he cast him out though? Uh, I don't think. I mean, he's he's messed with a lot of characters, Professor X. Him and Psylocke in the comic books have like he did horrible things to Psylocke in the comic books to Olivia. Yeah. Uh, By the way, that wasn't bad casting. It was just a bad movie. It was just a terrible movie. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully she gets to live as as Psylocke again, and we get any type of context. Yeah. Any type, please. Yeah. Well, because that character's history is just is like you were a British woman who became an Asian woman. Like it's yeah, it's it's so weird hey, and convoluted. Did you know that there are a lot of Asians in Britain? Yeah, but but it's like she was like a white like aristocrat. <laughs> it's her history in a comic book. Did they like, re- like, like so many Wait, did she like, become Asian or did they rewrote her as Asian? No, she literally like goes into a like become like her her personality or something ends up in an Asian woman's body. It's so it's like so many things in the X-Men universe. It's so weird and convoluted that it's just like they've I, now largely just ignored that that's like part of her origin story. So they couldn't make so they couldn't make Danny Rand Asian because they already did it to Psylocke! Yeah. Waka waka waka. Her, her, her brother. Oh jeez. Her brother. Because her name, her real name in the in the comic books is Betsy Broddick, and she's, uh, I forget what his name is. She's Captain Britain's brother, uh, sister. And Captain Britain is like this, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's so, <laughs> it's so horrible and convoluted. Oh my God. And because she's become such a great com- character in the comic books, they've just, they always kind of like, it's just kind of ignore that that's the side, part of the origin story. Well, they, she used to be this, you know. Don't they do that with a lot of people? Yeah, of it's course. It's like, like of you know, like, let's ignore that the Incredible Hulk used to be great. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. They, they, well, done they that. come back to that every once in a while. That like Once in a blue, you know, but like they're, they've done that with so many, every character, not every, but a lot, so many of these characters, they start in one place and they have stupid reasons for changing them, but they change them and once that change sticks, it's like fine. So if they had to use a stupid ass excuse to make a white woman uh, Asian, then as long as the Asian is still Asian, then I'm, I'm yeah, 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 down yeah, with exactly. it. I'm like, yeah, I, I really don't care. No, I do care, and but it doesn't upset me. But when we think about that, 
you know that it's like all the voices on Twitter and everywhere who say, "Well, you couldn't make a white man gay." I, I mean, Asian. You know, you can't make a white man Asian. Like that's, you know, when during the Iron Fist conversation, yeah. it's like, no, 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 wait, they did it to Psylocke, and you love her. Yeah. Like you know, just everybody stop. It's and they're they're fictional. We can do whatever the fuck we want to them. This is this is a discussion that Angelo and Justin and we had. It's just like it's like however whatever characters you have, it's just like. They're fictional. They've done it so many times in the comic books where they've switched like who they are, their ethnicity. It's just like, no, you can do that. It's like, and if it doesn't work in a comp, the problem with the difference is in the comic books, if it doesn't work and it ends up being shitty, you just you make them just, white again. You just change it back. Whereas like <laughs> when the, the property is at, adapted, you like, it's like, oh, then that becomes. No, and the difference also is like, you know, uh, we are so used to seeing a face that it's different you know you could read you could read daredevil if he's drawn 18 different ways yeah and still dig it you can't once you get used to a certain character it's you know aunt viv from the fresh prince of Air is a perfect example okay they just switched her one uh, like you know between seasons she was pregnant she was real she, she was dark skin black pregnant and then she came back uh light skin shorter uh, around a, a little heavier and, and and a whole different woman you know in the next season <laughs> and then like the way they addressed it is uh you know dj jazzy jeff looks at will and goes wow miss Banks sure has changed she gave birth and then they just both break the fourth wall turn their heads, look at the camera, and then they look at, back at each other, and the episode continues. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like, the, I think the difference is that with animation or with drawing, you can, you, you can take that change, but yeah. you can't take the change when you see a character because then you're also hiring actors and it yeah, costs a certain yeah, amount yeah. to put them in the contract to do this, to do that, to, you know, which is... So, so it becomes this whole more complicated thing. You know, even from Harry Potter 2 to 3, you know, to The Prisoner of Azkaban, it took me like two Harry Potters to get used to that Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like his voice changed so dramatically. He wasn't speaking like this. Yeah. It, it changed so dramatically that it took me like two more movies to say, all right, you're Dumbledore. Yeah. It also helps that both the people who played him are fantastic actors. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, yeah. <laughs> that both, helps. <laughs> they're both great actors, but you can get a great actor to replace a great actor and it doesn't always work. Yeah, With Doctor Who, like they wrote it into the they wrote it into the DNA of it. Yeah. So you you have to accept it. But but you know, like once you have something, you have it on screen, it's really hard to replace that guy with a different or that person with a different actor because fans and people who watch it the consumers they don't always they're, they're not always alright with that right and they can't get over the hang up what are some like big character changes that like on TV or, or film or whatever that you're like well I mean and not making them young because you know like yeah that's yeah. how they did X-Men they were like oh where are we going with this everybody's getting old let's go back to the past yeah yeah it was brilliant it's back to the future the <laughs> X-Men version I don't know. I can't even think of anything where like they changed it. Didn't wait? Did they do it in? Well, the only one the I could, Matrix. The only, yeah, no. the only one I can think of is the Matrix, and that one wasn't that great anyway. No, because no, but it wasn't really a change because it was his brother. Oh no, 
they changed they changed the oracle the oracle because, because the she died. died yeah 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 she was wonderful too i miss her but also like the the matrix they could i mean they wrote it into that that's yeah. how stupid that was but it but it almost is like oh okay narrative wise that could i mean it, it's dumb but it makes sense narrative wise that yeah. like she could you know when she once she makes that decision that she's going to let Smith essentially like take her over or whatever that that like changes her appearance. I mean, it's still lame. Watch, watch this one. Watch this one. Watch this one. Remember when Terrence Howard was like, "I want more money, or I'm not doing the movie," and it was like, "It's all right. We got Don Cheadle." Oh, that didn't bother me because didn't bother me at all. Yeah, because Don because Terrence Howard Howard is a is a crazy person. By the way, if you've uh, I a read, mentally ill gentleman. If you read, uh, I don't, I don't know if I have it here, but if you read his profile in Rolling Stone, his interview, and he believes in some legit crazy, like he's crazy, like he's he's you, a nutball. You mean he he believes in something crazier than humans all came from outer space and then they put Lord Zeno put our soul into bodies? Pretty close. Yeah, or close. or close. is it crazier than this dude that we really loved died? Because we hung him, but then he came back three days later. So now we drink his blood and his flesh every Sunday to worship him. Uh, I don't know if it's quite that crazy, <laughs> but it's, but it's, but dude, 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 it's it's close. It's close. So he's not Christian crazy, but he's Scientology crazy. Closer to Scientology crazy. Yeah, oh really? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, and also, he's like kind of a dick, and a, and and you know. He a, feels that way sometimes. And a, and, you know. and, and a woman abuser, and let's. Oh, that's not cool. Yeah, yeah. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. He's just great. Yeah, and and but <laughs> like as soon as you see Don Cheadle and like and however you might feel about Iron Man too, as soon as you see Don Cheadle there, you're like. No, this is actually a better choice. <laughs> well, like immediately. One, like, of the main, choice. one of the main reasons, I think, and this is not a, a kick at him being whatever he believes in or however he is or exactly. a dick or yeah, a woman yeah. abuser, but Terrence Howard can't show enthusiasm, really. No. <laughs> you know, he's just like, oh, yeah, that's great. Also, and I think I might have mentioned this, there are, there are actors who are great actors who you can put in. Shitty roles. Uh, well, no. Our example was 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 Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti is a great actor who's been in some terrible movies, and he was terrible in those terrible movies. Uh, Don Cheadle is someone. Wait, you can't say that without giving me an example. I can't think of one off the top. Of That's because he's never been bad. Oh, Amazing Spider-Man Two. That's the most. It, who? Amazing Spider-Man Two. Uh, oh wait, he was. Who was he? He plays the Russian like Paul Giamatti. Yeah, he's such a waste of an actor in that role, uh, and he's terrible. Uh, I don't think I saw that. It's okay. Don Cheadle is actually someone who, like, e even when you put – and I can't think of an example right off the top of my head, but he, he's someone who's like, even if you put him in a not-so-great movie, he'll be the – or a crappy movie. He'll be the good part of the crappy movie. <laughs> like, yeah, so him, him – and also now that he's been in a couple movies, you're just like, yeah, he's he's roadie. No, he's definitely like he's been in more movies. He's definitely roadie. He didn't even get in the suit in that first movie. So that's the thing. Like Terrence Howard quit before he got into the motherfucking suit, yeah. and before he got his By back the way, he's broken. He's still bitter about that. Right about about not being him. Uh, he's still bitter about it because he, I don't know how true this is, but he's one of the people who 
when they originally weren't like because if you if you don't remember Robert Downey Jr. was actually a risk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Terrence I, Howard was one of the people who was really like he at least he claims was like really defending that choice. No, no, but also like John Favreau, who who uh, wrote and directed it. Did he write it? I think he wrote it as well, yeah. but he directed it, did a wonderful job with it. John Favreau was like, guys, please trust me. Like, and, and Robert Downey Jr. took uh, a salary. Like, he, he took less money yeah. just so they would take this chance on him. I mean, he's made it back in like 18 times yeah. with, with the franchise. But, you know, like, it, it was all great. And that was before John Favreau joined the Obama administration, and now he podcasts. Yeah. I, I That's think, a different John Favreau. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think, like, uh, and yeah, Terrence Howard, like like I said, I don't know how true this is, but there's apparently a lot of things where it was just like uh, there was a friendship or something also between him and Robert Downey Jr. that he feels was like betrayed. But yeah, it's a whole thing where like you're listening to him and you're like, uh, and that's not just the whether what he's saying about that is true or not. There's a lot of stuff which is like, oh my God, you've created this own world that you live in. Where do you believe these things? And I, I, that's a terrible example because that might act, that part of it might actually be true. But there's a bunch of other stuff that he said in that interview where it's just like, oh, my God, you've created this own kind of world where you believe these things. Yeah. And it's not, it's not congruent with what actually happened yeah, in your life. But yeah, like, but, you know, like, you know, like. They live their lives. People, I really don't care. Yeah. I mean, like, they live their lives. What if it did happen? What if it didn't? Yeah, We're never yeah, exactly, going to know. Exactly. No one was there in the room that, where it happened. You know, like, but, like, at the end of the day. The room where it happened. <laughs> ah, I want to be in the room. Where, yeah, of course. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, Don Cheeto is better for the role. Yeah. Uh, he's more believable, I think, in the role. Yes. Even. Uh, Terrence Howard did a great job in Iron Man 1. I'm not going to say he didn't, but at the same time, I just feel like Don Cheeto is better at that role. Yeah. And I'm glad it's Don Cheeto there. Yeah. Uh, I, he brought some comedy to the character that I didn't feel the when I watched Iron Man with, yeah. with, with, with Terrence Howard. Uh, you know, I, he does really great. I hear he's good on Empire. Yeah. Uh, mostly because he gets to act opposite Taraji. Yeah. But, <laughs> probably. But, like, the, uh, I, I don't watch Empire. Uh, also, I've heard that that show is is crazy enough. It's crazy, so it complements his crazy. So it's like... Oh, you know, I mean, Lee Daniels is kind of, like, out there. Yeah. You know, but... Lee but, da- I'm like I'm proud like I'm not proud he's not mine or anything like I'm happy for his success yeah but his his media is not the media that I consume yes. the media the, that he that. creates yeah, yeah. is not the media that I consume and but I'm a, I understand why other people would consume it it's just not my my well, shit you know I, I mean there's there's a bunch of stuff that and there was one there was a thing recently where I had this uh I, I encounter it with, with music a lot, but uh, with TV shows and movies, uh, too, where everyone is like, this is great, this is great, and then I watch it, I'm like, I'm not into this, I get why other people like it, but I understand, I also understand that this is not for me. Yeah, I get and that like, a lot. Uh, music, I especially, like, uh, I can't think of it all, I can't think of an example offhand, but there's definitely been stuff recently. I got, like, Taylor Swift and... Uh 
I understand why people like it, but it's not for yeah, me, and yeah. I don't like it. Or like, what's her name? Um, Lana Del Boer. Lana, Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Yeah, fuck her. But no, see her, I just don't like. Yeah. No, you know, and honestly, I've heard some Lana Del Rey songs that I like, but I don't like her. That's fair. But yeah, that's yeah, mostly because yeah. you know, like she appropriated a Latino name without being Latino. Yeah. Uh, there, there. Oh God, I wish I could think of it because it was definitely a show that I watched recently uh i think a lot of shondaland yeah too so i haven't really watched a lot, a lot of her shows but uh no i mean they're great programs and if you get into them you can get addicted and you can keep watching but at one point like all right so like how to get away with murder i really got into i saw the first se- the like almost to the end of the first season and then i stopped because i just like i was like do i really care about this no do i care about this story not so much the acting is fucking great right the writing is great i just don't do you know what i this is an older show uh it's not what i was thinking of but it's definitely i uh sex in the city was definitely that like that yeah where it's just like i understand why it's there why it exists how like are attached is I can see the quality behind the writing, even though I think fundamentally, with the exception of maybe two of the characters and only one of them is a main character, the fundam the defining characteristic I watched enough of it to like say this, uh, the defining characteristic of most of the nine main characters on that show is that they're shallow, or like who's the man that they're dating? That's like yeah, kind of it's yeah. it's uh there's a, despite of how much it was lifted up as a time as like a, a very much women positive show at the so, time it was but that yeah. that says a lot there, yeah like there's for the so time. much stuff in that show that is so like also infected by the patriarchy kind of stuff yes but i feel like i watched that show out of but, social but again, pressure yeah. and not out of desire and it was never bad yeah besides the movies uh like the show, like it was never just like, oh, this is just horrible. Yeah. It was more like, I don't like. I'm watching it, but you know, there's nothing else at the moment. There aren't that many more options. But also, like I was watching, it was like I understand that this is not for me. Yeah, it's like, not, it wasn't for me as well. Was like, it made for me? Yeah. Uh, I feel sometimes that way about girls. Ah, uh, that was the other example that I almost immediately thought of. Yeah, and I mean, uh, and I mean, it's not for me. Like I'm not a woman, and I'm not at that age. Where yeah, you know. But here's something about girls. I don't like any of the characters. Yeah, I love watching it. Yeah, it's funny. It is. I gave up on. I gave up on it mostly because, for someone to be who claims to be as progressive as she is, Lena Dunham says. Has now said oh, too much man. dumb shit. And one time. Are there a lot of... No, I'm not going to say this. Oh, shit. There, I'll tell you later. There, there's just stuff where, like, uh, Charlie had a big thing about this. It was just like, there's only so many times that you can say dumb shit and claim to be, like, a... a she reminds a me of somebody. feminist that I'm just like... Uh, I think I know who you're... Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, but, uh... And then say, like, stupid shit... And not learn from it where I can forgive you. And I kind of agree with that. Well, you know, one thing I, I got to tell you, but, you know, I listen to a shit ton of podcasts because my job yeah, is boring. <laughs> but, like, one thing about Lena Dunham, and I'm not here. I'm not on the uh, on the um, Lena Dunham uh, 
That's who she reminds me of. Just I just want to. I'm sorry. I'm doing inside jokes on podcasts, and I hate when uh, other people do that. I can see that. That's not who I was thinking of, but I can okay. see that. But I can see that. But uh, uh, one thing that uh, you know that's awful. We shouldn't do that on podcasts. All right, I'm not gonna reveal it, but I promise not to do that again. Um, one thing that I, I'm not like a big. I'm not here supporting her, but she does let herself get checked, take yeah. a step back, and process it. Yes. And I just gotta say, I've never been a white woman but i have always been who i am and i've said and done shit that was then checked that has made me a better person yes the difference between her and i is that she is a public person yes. uh, while i am not even though i've tried um yeah you know what i mean so like the um there are times in my 20s where i was checked on things where i was told that's not right where I made a statement and then somebody said, Eliel, that's not cool. You shouldn't say that. And I'm like, but why? I'm just saying something. And then they break it down for me. And then I go, oh, shit. Or, yeah, you're right. So I, I and I'm not forgiving Lena for anything. But, you know, she was recently on So Many White Guys. There's a great podcast hosted by Phoebe Robinson out of WNYC. Hashtag tripod. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Oh, by the way, tripod is this thing that all podcasters are trying to do together and telling you to teach somebody who doesn't understand what a podcast is to listen to a podcast. Like, yes. show them and then tell us what you did and put hashtag tripod, T-R-Y-P-O-D. And that's how many podcasts I listen to that yeah, I know yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, me too. So, yeah. So, it's like, like, she was recently on So Many White Guys and Phoebe, a black woman, asked her. And she got to ask her and say, yeah. And I understand the growing, but, like, you keep doing it. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? I do. And I'm not a perfect person. And there are things I don't understand. And this was the context that I said that in. And this is the my body image issues. And that's why I said it. But I understand that to the world at large, you understood it as this. Because that's the cultural and historical re relevance. And it took me to speaking to a lot of my black women friends to understand that. And I'm like, you know what? That doesn't excuse you. Yeah. But you're human. And at the end of the day, you're doing more good than you're doing bad. And yeah. and there's so many of the bad white people that yeah. that sometimes the good ones that fuck up, you just got to be like, you got to check them. But then you have to like say, all right, like you're not an evil person. I'm not going to treat you like that. Yeah. And she does a lot for a lot of women. And... As a whole, I think society benefits from having her as a public figure. Right. Then they lose. Right. Uh, the reason why I, I, I brought Sorry. up... Sorry. Like, no, it's okay. The reason why I brought up my friend Charlie commenting on it is I didn't want us to just... I heard that. I yeah. heard that, though. Yeah. I heard that podcast, and I, and I heard what Charlie said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just... I don't want to be... I don't want us to just be two dudes talking about women's issues. No, yeah, and I guess, I guess <laughs> that's what, what I was mean? doing. Like, yeah. Wait. See, you just checked me. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. But it's just I I've all uh, you know what are the people like having Angela as a friend, especially having Justin Wu as a friend, and having him be one of the people I started this podcast with. There are so many things that like I am now super hyper aware of the uh like almost like enforce. It's getting better, but like for the longest time, the kind of enforced uh invisibility of Asians in pop culture. That like I'm super hyper aware of that like oh, I totally and like the get dehumanization that. and I've mentioned this before and then I just kind of want to like tag and like you know 
wind down a little bit, but uh, there's so many times where like I have a theory of why that still happens is for so much of for a chunk of what we oh i hope you guys hear the smooth jam the smooth sounds of soka in the background or calypso yeah. actually every time i still hear soka in this neighborhood i i i, I get happy that's sir it was because a, there's, uh, so, I, there's so many more and even being a white person there's so many white more white people in this and the fact that like they're they're like roadie and, and curry places that are going away ah, I'm, I'm upset that's about sad. that as a person who is uh throughout so much of my life has uh because of my karate school the the head instructor was west indian a lot of the higher ranking senseis were west indian as like as someone who spent so much of my life growing up around west indian people it's just like oh that just <laughs> dude use a like use a little use a little white dude from the upper west side but i gotta tell you uh we've known each other for years and i've played a lot of music around you because i've you know been a dj and stuff uh or am still uh but you've always loved West Indian music when I've dropped it. Yeah. Like, you've never been... Like, you would be the dude coming up to the booth like, what's this? I need it in my phone right now. Yeah. So it's like, all right, it's something you like. You're not just doing fan service or making yeah. people... Like, I get that. You grew up You grew up in New York, man. When you grew up in New York, like, you can end up being LP. You can end up being yeah. a white dude that likes other cultures. Like, that's totally understandable because it's around you. It's, it's, it is your culture because you grow up with it. Yeah. If you grow up in a city and, like, most of my growing up, like, uh, when we moved to the neighborhood my mom lives in, Morrisania in the Bronx, it's, like, mostly West Indian people and Puerto Ricans. So I built a big bond with West Indian people and Puerto yeah. Ricans, you know, like, that's completely understandable. It's not like, uh, see, uh, it's not like, you know, like, all right, thank you for saying what you said. I know why you're qualifying it because people don't know that about you, yeah. but I know that about you. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, that's cool. And like, and I also want to say just real quick about the Lena Dunham thing. If you don't agree with me and you just don't like her and you don't want her in your life and stuff, I totally understand your yeah, right to I, do that. I, I get that too. <laughs> I'm just trying to be the person who's like, I don't know. I, it's it's part of the way I think as a human, as an individual. It's just I try to understand the whys because I think the whys are more important than the what's. Yeah. And 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 in a macro thing, in a macro way of thinking, and you know, but. Blah, blah, so blah. I'm so smart, my, Jamie. Yeah, my theory about the whole Asian American thing is from World War II right up until the 60s, our enemy was an Asian country. And I think there's something that's really ingrained in our pop culture from that time because it, the Japanese especially were so dehumanized in popular culture in World War II. And because that was around the time when you had movies before then, but like that's really like what a lot of people, especially people in Hollywood, treat as like the golden age, like the 40s, 50s. The racist age is usually, and the golden age usually come together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> of like entertainment. And it's so, I think it's so ingrained in the pop culture to have the Asian person be the enemy that like the. Pro progress of that is like they're not the enemy anymore now Arab people are the enemy because we need an enemy yeah but you know we have Russians and Germans yeah, but I also exactly. don't want to be like two non-Asian dudes talking about Asian shit either exactly. I'm just joking exactly. around but like, you know what yeah. I mean like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a sticky it's a sticky thing whenever you yeah. talk about somebody who's not yourself but, but I also think we're that, not ourselves yeah but I also yes, think like that there is there's kind of a 
there's I think there's a historical context of that that we have yet to grow out of at least media as a culture. So it's just like, oh, they're not the enemy anymore, but now we're just going to make them invisible. And now we're just now, like, coming out of that, like, starting to progress out of that. Uh, not particularly well, but, like, you know. But uh, just uh, Young Justice is great. You should watch that. Season 3 is hopefully coming soon. Uh, and Legion is great. Definitely watch Legion. Definitely watch Legion. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm little, just, I'm a little scared. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, you have to. I, it, it really is something that you have to watch all the time. Yeah, it's so. I, and uh, you have to watch more than once. I mean, you have to watch it. And like, yeah. I. It's the only other show. Maybe there are a couple shows like this for me. Uh, Mr. Robot, Game of Thrones, all three. Yeah. Of, oh, Legion, Mr. Robot, Game of Thrones. I have to watch each episode twice within the week to really get huh. everything. Maybe that's just because I'm not that cool, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I go back and watch those again. So, yeah. We are almost at, we're like an hour and 45 now. Are we? Yeah. Are you going to break this up into two? I like it. I like yeah. being in one. No, 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 no. There's going to be one. So, let's stop here. Yeah. Can yeah, I say yeah. a few things? Yeah, go for it. Hey, guys. So, this is Elia Lucero. Uh, you can find me tweeting a lot on uh, the Twitter, which is where people tweet. Uh, <laughs> you can Twitter. find me at Eliel Lucero. Uh, that's E L I E L L U C E R O. Uh, I'm really enjoying getting into Twitter since I got a desk job, and I'm, I'm <laughs> really that's really why. Because when I was bartending, it's like you know you don't you ain't got the time between moments. But uh, I'm there. I'm tweeting a lot. I'm tweeting a lot about uh, fan bros who really enjoy interacting yes. with, and. Uh, and other stuff. I tweet about poetry and stuff. Please follow me if you'd like and at me, whatever you think. Um, I'm not aggressive on Twitter unless super, superbly provoked, but everything I try yeah. to but everything I try to take with like an ease. Uh, and yeah, see like check me like Google me, find my poetry, and I'll be performing um, in April at KGB the first Friday in April at KGB at seven PM. Oh, sweet. I didn't even know you had a plug. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I got a plug. I got a That's plug. Awesome. And I've been doing stuff. And uh, also, um, introduce people to podcasts, please. I think yeah, it's... Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, the, definitely. It's, it's, the, it's the way the medium of beautiful radio is going. It's and where I, radio I love is it. going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, it, you know, like, your mom or your grandma might not know a podcast, but you can teach them this, and it's not that difficult, and it will add dimensions to their lives if they don't want to hear ads or... I love you, NPR, but I don't. If you don't want to hear their pledge drive, yeah, you know, over for and over two and again. a half hours. Yeah, for two. <laughs> for well, now it's one week. They bought it down, and WMYC bought it down to a week. Thank you, WMYC. Yeah, I and, get it. I get it. <laughs> and yeah, thanks for listening, guys. That's all I gotta say. And yeah, Jamie, that's, that's that's all I got. I don't have any. I'll you know I plug stuff in the intro. So no, I, I know, but you know every great <laughs> every great radio personality has a great outro. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. Do you I know don't. what that is, actually? That's Jesse Thorns from Bullseye's <laughs> actual <laughs> outro. He says, and remember, every great radio person has a great outro. And then it ends. And then it ends. Yeah. yeah. I know. Oh, actually, I do. Uh, stay nerdy, y'all. Stay nerdy, which is the one that you took from uh, the Nerdist that you were talking oh, about. Oh, no. I, I, accidentally, to each other. I accidentally stole the little... It's it, it's innocuous, so it doesn't really matter, but I accidentally stole uh, the intro that Pete Holmes always does to Humanate Weird, which is <laughs> get into it. <laughs> and I totally didn't realize I was doing it. Like, okay. I, I, I recorded, like, five episodes where before the episode... Like, I actually go to the actual episodes, I say get into it, and I... I 
had I did not realize that like you made it weird had in infected my (laughs) but had permeated my brain so much that i used it yeah i could that i'd started doing that and just totally didn't register that i was like oh that's what he does (laughs) when he introduces the episode yeah by the way crashing so far so good yeah although it's i i don't think it's 100 percent great but so far so good i've been struggling watching it yeah it's it's one of the it's gonna end up being one of those hbo things that i'm watching to watch it yes yeah big little lies I haven't watched it yet. I love Shanklin Wood- Woodley, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay, I won't say nine. Okay. All right, bye, guys. <laughs> bye.